Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1... Car, what else? Cars? Cars? We cars, cars, cars. We? <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome to the new studio. Brilliant, mate. <laughs> You don't sound that impressed. Well, because I can see what's behind the camera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will be very honest with you. Behind the camera is a mess. Actually, well, in front of the camera is a bit of a mess. If you're watching here on YouTube, you may have seen this backdrop in some of the F1 episodes, the After the Chicken Flag series that I do with Paul Wallace. But this is the first time you're seeing it here on the main show. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I've done enough to make it look presentable. The rest of the room, a disaster. <laughs> um, but we have moved. I think we kind of teased it a bit. A few weeks ago, I have we left did, yeah. Duke of London. Uh, not, I haven't fallen out with Duke of London. We're going back for a live show at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, decided to relocate. I'm in a bit of a smaller unit, um, but it's, it's going to work out well. I'll give you guys a tour at some point, but it's your first time here. Yeah. And it's unbearably hot. <laughs> it's roasting. We're going through a heat wave today. What about these? Can't you st- they don't stay open. I've got two very nice skylights that I think are heating us like a glass house. You can open them, but they don't stay open. I've got to look into that. Well, just wedge a stick, mate. So. Yeah, I don't have a stick. So we're, oh. just, we're literally in here being cooked alive. Yeah. So if halfway through this recording, we drop down dead, that's why. <laughs> roasting and gout. Exactly. <laughs> I'm suffering with gout. We're roasting. It's all kicking off. But we are here to do another episode for you. And I want to dive straight in and hear all about your trip, Tony. Because oh, you've been yeah. away. I've been on holiday, yeah. Well, yeah, it was an holiday. It's an holiday for me. It was a driving holiday. Lovely. All my, all my friends. We went a um, little bit of Switzerland. Okay. First day was ruined, actually, because oh. we um, we stayed in the Cheddar in Andermatt. Lovely. Um, spe- specifically. Well done. Ooh. That's like you To do the roads around there, because literally you come out of that hotel, you turn right, you go up. And you can go whatever way you like and you're on an amazing road. Anyway, the first day we opened the curtains, pouring harder rain, <sighs> like pouring. And a couple of the cars have got semi-slick tyres and it's not nice driving a supercar in the rain anyway. 
and if you've got semi-slick tyres, it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? So that day was a little bit of a washout. So literally. Literally a washout. So we didn't want to sit in the hotel all day and do nothing. So we literally just went to Lake Coma for lunch because it's about an hour's drive from there, roughly. Might in be. all the cars? Uh, no, 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 not in all of them. We took, uh, there was five cars, I think three cars. Okay, nice. So, yeah, we just drove Lake yeah. Como, went to uh, Bergamo. Bellagio. Bela- sorry, Bellagio. I think Berg- Bergamo's an airport, so Bergamo's it would have been... Bergamo's an airport in Milan. Been- <laughs> no, because that's the media media. I, thought, media, I, I thought if you went to Bergamo for lunch, <laughs> it's not, the rest of the trip was very five-star. I would have yeah. been surprised if you went to Bergamo for lunch. Yeah. yeah, we went to Bellagio, went on a little ferry to get over there, obviously Lovely. had some lunch where we normally have some lunch, come back. But by the time we'd done that, the day was sort of over. Uh, so the day, first day was a bit of a washout. Then second day was a little bit disappointing because we really want, we really went to Switzerland to do them roads. Of course, amazing roads. Amazing roads. And then we kind of went out, skirted round Italy, really not for very long, and then back into France where we spent the rest of the week, basically. So the trip was more or less revolved around the French Alps, which is where we've said many times before, if you're going to go on a road trip and you want to be road after road after road, just dollop yourself in the French Alps and you should be able to drive around for a week. The roads are amazing. Um, so we get into the French Alps. We stayed in, uh, oh, I always forget the place. It's a ski, it's a ski. Chamonix? Uh, might be Chamonix, yeah. That's, uh, is that in France? Just below, you come through the big tunnel, the Mont Blanc tunnel. Yeah, yeah, Charmony probably. Sharp, sharp. Some nice hotels there. Yeah, so we ended up, we ended, we stayed there for three days, and we done all the roads around there, um, lots of lots of different routes. Um, then we headed uh, south towards, as you come to Red Rock. Yeah, Red Rock Road, famous yeah. Red Rock Road. We're yeah, call it, yeah, yeah, and then we went uh, west. And finished above Cannes. Oh, okay. So in a beautiful resort where we finished, um, and then spent the last day just chilling out and went for lunch somewhere. And did you buy a car for the trip? Did you take your car? What did you end up going in? Yeah, so I can tell people what I've what I've got because I'm going to sell it now. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't quite know how to pr- approach that, but yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to sell it next month. So I don't really care if people know now. So uh, I took a pista. Oh, so, you did. Well, oh, yes, you I, did. The third one I made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy, Billy, yeah. so uh, yeah. Coupe convertible and then back to a coupe. So, um, but I'm, I'm going to sell that next month. So I won't have that anymore. I'll have something else. But yeah, we took. I took a coupe piece. It's in your mind unbeatable for that kind of trip, right? I think I can't think of many. When you look at like all round. Like its speed, the room in it, the boot space. Don't forget, like we're carrying luggage all week as well. Um, the only thing is, as we both know, it's deaf in the wet. Yeah. So it's <laughs> definitely dry death. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another reason why I really like it, as as we spoke about many times before, because it can kill you. Like I just, I just really like them, mate. So, so what else was in the group? What else was on the trip? So. Uh, what you're getting, 992 GT3, okay. which I had a go of. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, SVJ Roadster, yeah. uh, which he loves, by the way. Um, the owner, not the me. The owner, yeah, <laughs> nor, nor me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 992 Turbo S, okay, uh, which is a cool car, and an F8. 
and an F8. Did anyone regret the car they took on the trip? I don't think so. Everyone was no. happy in their uh, choice. Yeah, I okay. think they all liked their cars. I mean, um, and and we are splitting airs, and on the road, they are all as fast as each other. It's just that what you prefer to drive, essentially. Very interesting comparison between my car and the F8. You'd think that they would be really similar because same engine... Um, they are basically based on a 488, although the Pista is different in the way that that's got loads of different parts. It's loads lighter. So they'll tell you, so does the F8. <laughs> yeah. They'll no. say the F8 has loads of different parts as well. The F8. The F8 is literally a 488 with a little bit more power. It's well, literally the same. It's a 488 with a Pista engine. Yeah. The, 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 the benefit of the Pista is everything else that you just correct, mentioned. It's the, it's the stripping of the weight yep. and the lightweight components correct. that give the car a different feel. So, as the maybe. note as well. Yeah. Source note. It feels loads more special, the Pista. When you drove the F8, did you go from normal to track? I can't even remember the Manatino position. So, did you just get race. in and go straight to, straight to <clears throat> race? Yeah, I just. I, I always switch them to race or CT off when they're So the, th- the thing which I think I would have liked you to have done, to have known, because we spoke about this briefly on WhatsApp, so I, I know that Tony wasn't that balled over by the FA after we kind of both got intrigued by them on the Mille Emilia. We saw them on the road thinking, oh, they look all right. Well, I tell you what, mate, it was really weird because I spent a week looking at a coupe FA and then we, went, we all went to Cannes for lunch on the last day and there was an FA spider yellow one in the car park and we all went wow Ooh, that looks, looks amazing great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly the same they've got amazing road presence yeah. but I know that you were a little bit like oh it's a, it's a bit too flat and fluffy but I was amazed by that car in its ability to go from I say what is it sport in yeah, it yeah it's wet sport race, race CT off okay so even, I mean obviously wet then to race but, but yeah <laughs> 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 then instant death yeah. but yeah sport to race in that car blew my mind and right. I thought I I made a sort of comparison to a 720S in its ability to be an ultimate kind of GT car so it's I think it's a further stretch 488 sport to race is is incremental where I think with F8 it felt lots more aggressive right, okay, fine. obviously it's still going to be off a pista I think maybe maybe we got a bit carried away well the problem is is that I jumped I jumped out of it, it the pista, pista. It, expecting the F8 to be almost the same and it really isn't. It, and it shouldn't be. No. You know, because I know we never got a special variant of the F8. No. But it was never pitched as a piece of variant. No, 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 no. A but, version special. Yeah. But I always thought like, oh, it's just a, it's an upgrade to a 488 or it's a softer pista. But it's really not. There's so it's, you of, wouldn't even call it a softer pista? No, I'd say it's more of an upgrade to a 488. Interesting. Okay. It's not, it's not, the pista is, I know I own the pista, but it is, it's a different animal, mate. Sure. In all aspects. Yeah. And, no, and, I, I mean, I'm definitely not disagreeing with you. I, yeah. Absolutely not disagreeing with you. I just think it's, I think it's interesting because, yeah, we, well, you, and you still like the way that car looks and the idea of it and the yeah. presence of it. But actually, in reality, and me, have we seen this? I don't know. There was never the big furore around F8. There was never the big hype and excitement. Lots of people have gone and bought them and they look fantastic and yeah, probably a yeah. nice thing to own and live with. But it's maybe not as special as it could have been considering it was the big send off for but that engine. But they're good value when you think about it. Like they're, you know, a coupe's like 240-ish and a, mm. and a Spider's like 260-ish. Like these new 296s that are coming out, they're going to be 300 plus for a coupe. 
So, you know, a convertible is going to be 350. So yeah. Yeah. there's there's a there's a big difference. And then like you look at, a, a, you know, a, a, a normal 488 and a, and a Spider, they're like 180 and 160. Um you know they're, they're decent value there's something still in there. there's something yeah, in there there is yeah well I'm far more intrigued <laughs> to hear about your impressions of the GT3 because this is your first time driving a 992 variant right yeah so uh, 992 variant GT3 yeah, yeah. so so um, I instantly got in it PDK manual PDK okay we're going to talk about that as well because <laughs> oh, no. the, 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 the oh, it's such a boring topic. The owner, no, 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 the owner of that car. We was talking. And he knows you as well. I know, and, and he's I one know of my him. Best I know. <laughs> I'm so not interested by does, that side of the conversation. He doesn't listen to this podcast anyway, sure, so we okay. can go in on him. Yeah, yeah, fine. But yeah, but yeah he's he's funny man. Go on, let's. I mean, we'll can touch that right <laughs> at the end. Tell me everything else except the gearbox chat. So I'm I get, so over I get, it. I get I get straight in it, and this is what I love about GT Porsches. You you instantly like wrap around the car and it feels so familiar straight away like without even really going anywhere at 25 30 mile an hour you know you can just go flat it, like there is i can't really think of many cars that certainly me give me that confidence and maybe it was all the track stuff i've done in my rs and my gt3 maybe i just feel really comfortable in them um but <laughs> i mean it's what i expect mate it's brilliant it's just that there's just nothing else for the money. I know they're fetching stupid money over list at the moment, but for the money, if you're paying list, like any GT product car, they are still miles ahead of anything else you can buy in that price point. Full stop. It's as simple as that. Did you find it twitchy or too switched on at the front end, like no. so many people say? No. And even if you did... I think you get used to it so quickly. Like, I, okay, you just jumped out of the pista. So That's the problem. your point of comparison was probably a bit off. But yeah. even when I have got into GT3s, the newest variants, sometimes I'm like, wow, yeah, this is a bit lively at the front. But after half an hour, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like, sure, that's just the car. I, I, did, un, I did get the, 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 you know, people talking about the tram line bit a bit and it, and it moving with the road. But like, like that. well... It feels lively. The, yeah, so... Mm. Um, the old RS used to do that and a lot worse than that car by the way as well it interesting was, it was terrible the old yeah. RS um, but in terms of what it gives you the, the only pr the only problem I had is that again I jumped out of the pista and as incredible as the GT3 is and I said to you on the phone it, it's not it's not a pista no so I think I know you could compare them but I think a very silly comparison to make, mainly and firstly because of the power. Yeah, I mean that it's going to be so. It's always going to feel slow that GT3. That was to a the Pista. big difference when my my friend was driving him, and and he was behind me at some point, and I was behind him, and the the Pista is just effortless everywhere. Whereas when when you want to get that GT3 going. And in a hairpin, everything's first gear all the you've time. You've got to work it. You've got to really keep the revs up. And and I know this sounds really stupid, uh, that a 540 horsepower car feels slow. But when you're in a big out road and you're following a big 700 horsepower car with loads of grip, with equally the amount of grip. Instant torque. That's it, the other big it's thing. It's the torque, It's mate. the instant torque. Yeah. Because you, as you say, you've got to rev the tits out of the GT3 to get that sweet spot, that yeah. 8,000, 9,000 RPM mark is where it all comes out. And so yeah. if you're chasing, it was the same, funny enough, when I did a trip to 
Wales with 991.2 GT3 touring. And I was in the F type and the uh, owner, Phil, good friend of the channel was saying, oh, I just, I just always have to be like, Finding the gear, always, yeah. always just to, you know, sometimes we come out of a roundabout, but like, oh, damn it. Yeah. But that, that, I mean, that's the problem with manual gearbox in general. You know, you, you've got to always be in the right gear, but I couldn't fault it at all. Like, um, and can you ever really f- fault a GT Porsche in general? They are incredible cars, especially for the money, uh, you know, <laughs> The engine, the engine sounds louder inside than it does out, for sure. Because we were talking about this as well on the trip, and people were saying it does still sound amazing, and it does. But it definitely, from the outside, because I heard it a few times from the outside, and when I drove it inside, it feels really loud inside still. But when I heard it coming past me a few times, yeah, it was loud. It's muted. It's mu- It's not like the. It's not like my old RS or it, it, or the nine hundred one point one. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it's not a real scream. It feels like inside it's a real scream, but when it's outside, it is just a little bit muted. Yeah. But I think genius by Porsche because let's face it, all you really care about is what it sounds like when you're in it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it looks mega as well. Mm. I mean, I you know I followed it for a lot of the week. What was the spec? What was the color? Uh, racing yellow. Ooh, lovely. Uh, got all the options, all the carbon ticked options. Everything, yeah. It's everything's ticked. Yes, yeah. it's it's. it's um, it, it looked really, really nice. And obviously, Porsches always sit lovely on the road. They they sit better than any other car on the road. They they sit on the arches, basically. And um, yeah, I, you can't fault it, mate, for the... My only, my only problem with it was, is because I jumped out of my car. Li- would you have one, it. if you're getting rid of the Pista, would you have one for a future trip? Would you still want one? No, I'd want an RS. You would still wait and want the I RS? I think I'd want the RS. It's yeah. going to be so interesting to see what the RS is going to be like on the road because ger- journalists <laughs> alone have been like, New Jersey is too intense. It's too yeah. stiff for the road. Like, like, Which to be fair, I think a lot of traditional car journalists have said for a long time about GT products and said, the GTS is the pick of the bunch. Um, so this new RS with its mammoth wing coming, could it be even a step further? Maybe, but I mean, we can look past that. Well, they're try- Yeah, for sure. They're <laughs> trying to... Um they're obviously trying to break the Nürburgring record. This is, that's Duh. why. That's why they're trying to. That's what they've been doing. That's another reason why it's probably taken a little bit of a while to. I mean, that'd be incredible. Five hundred and fifty horsepower, and they they've broke the Nürburgring record against cars that have got 200, 250 horsepower more. Ridiculousness. It's all down. It's going to be amazing. It's yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. We've seen that wing. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, since you've been away, I've driven some cool cars as well. Well, I oh. know one of the cars you've driven Ooh. and and it's a possibility, mate. I mean, I'm not going to do it now because I still think they've got some value to fall out of them. But I was really intrigued to what you what what you thought about that car, because it is on my list. Yeah. Well, the Aston Martin Vantage F1 (laughs) is a truly... (laughs) No, no chance. Uh, If you haven't seen my Instagram... It's the best gag you've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) My main channel content. uh, Last couple of videos with the Aston Martin F1 edition. Sorry, Aston Martin Vantage F1 edition and the Lamborghini Huracan STO. Yeah, that's the one I'd be more interested in. That's the one. So uh, actually, just to give a bit of a behind the scenes uh, look at my life, I've taken the last couple of weeks just a little 
little bit more chilled. I, I obviously did, I did the Tenerife adventure. Then I went to Canada, came back from Emilia Emilia. We had the BTG live event. Then I had Goodwood Festival Speed, then the British Grand Prix. And I've got another trip coming up in just a couple of weeks. And I was like, I think I just need a bit of a breather. Yeah. I was getting to a little bit of a creative block and a little bit of a lack of motivation to pick up a video camera so i thought i'm just going to take it a bit easy uh so i had an amazing experience at the silverstone with pirelli and that's why we're going to get into the chat about the aston martin vantage f1 uh, but then i just wanted to take 10 days a bit more chill but at the same time hurricane had lent, uh, lamborghini had lent me this sto i thought well i i should make a video with it even uh, even if i haven't got much time with tell it. me what do you think i mean i know bits <sighs> but tell me well, we'll get into that one first and we'll come back to the Vantage. I'm not interested in the Vantage at all. Well, I want to talk about it. So, <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the STO, I was not expecting much. Right. Uh, everything I've heard and read and seen about this car was that it's kind of pointless, right? You know, it's too loud to go on track. It's too impractical and uncomfortable to be on the road. No one really seems to want them. They're all appearing on the used market. They're not really trading for overs, which suggests there's not a lot of hype. Well, they are advertised for overs, but yeah, I don't think they're really selling for a lot of overs yet. Sure, and they're sitting on forecourts or in dealerships for seemingly quite a bit of time. Yeah. I think one went in the Collecting Cars Supercar Sunday yesterday. And I wanted to look at the, the final figure that it went, it went for, for, but that's what I was just going to bring up. But anyway, lo long story short, I was like, but I want to have a go. Because, you know, we've spoken about it quite a bit on this podcast over the last couple of years. I've kind of started to appreciate Lamborghinis. I never used to. But considering that the rest of the world's supercar manufacturers are all kind of becoming a bit more bland, making their cars a bit more generic, Lamborghini, as we've said, stay true to themselves. And they're just yeah. making nuts cars and, you know, completely compromised but in a kind of great way so i thought i'll have a go and see what it's all about um and you never drove the purple Manti, did you never drove the poor 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 manto which would have been a half decent reference point for you to for what to expect but because you'd never driven that and you know you was probably a bit my last would have been evo spider right okay so that was my last sort of point of reference Fine. so when it turned up looked incredible yeah, looked yeah, looked yeah. insane um and i thought this is exciting and i really had one day with it and you get that initial kind of lambo hype so i was yeah, like oh, this yeah. is gonna be cool and just my, to look at them as well just to look at them like and be in them cool yeah, yeah. and my first job was to drive an hour and a half down the motorway to newbury because i was doing some filming with the guys at podium and 20 minutes in my back started to hurt did it i was like oh no what seats i've got i don't even know that's i should have looked but i mean I think they didn't look as extreme as they could have been. So I wonder if they were the comfort seats. Oh, I bet they're the middle ones. They had some padding. Seats. Right. But oh, not no. the big the big things that not the No, big didn't curve around me. Right, okay. Yeah. So they're, you know. They're probably the sports, sports seats. seats like, yeah. I mean, not good. No good. <laughs> no good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, aside from that, you know, unbelievable amount of noise in the cabin. Couldn't hear anything. The worst sound system I've ever heard in my entire life. All kind like of pointless that. putting they it are, on. They're all like that. Ferrari like that as well, mate. Can't see... Uh, yeah, fair. Can't, <laughs> see, can't see anything at the back because you've got the serrated engine cover. Like, I'm just going, this is this is a joke, but in kind of a funny way. Yeah, yeah. And then I found a twisty road or a B road. And oh my God. Yeah. Dude, it's incredible, that okay. car. It's incredible because... Firstly, the brakes. I know you're a man who likes brakes. I like brakes. These were probably the most aggressive and confidence-inspiring brakes I've ever felt on a road car. Yeah. Um, they were they were super impressive, and, and I probably didn't really get them warm well, yet. But they? the brakes were incredible. Yeah. Um, Rear-wheel drive just gives you that slight inherent death 
is imminent kind of sensational feeling, which I like because a lot of Lambos, they're too confident to swing with a four-wheel drive. You just absolutely pin the throttle everywhere and just go, oh yeah, it's a point and squirt car. But because this thing is, you know, 630 odd horsepower to the rear wheels, you're like, oh, I could die. And it was like (laughs) constantly trying to break traction. Um, So much noise. And then an amazing front end. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) This is really good. This is unbelievable. Like it felt like a proper driver's car, like a real hone it like real for the drivers yeah um and actually the more i spent time at the more i went well that's that's the only people it's for because it's the perfect car to wake up at 4 a.m on a sunday morning find an empty road drive as hard as you can possibly drive get, we're in the limits get, get back to seven at 7 30 8 a.m park up the car and not see it again for another month okay because everything else except that incredible road is kind of stupid. Yeah. Okay. As in, it's uncomfortable. It's got no luggage space. It rattles you around the place. You can't see out of it. It's so ostentatious. The sound system is poo. The interior comfort's crap. Like, none of the rest makes sense. Yeah. But the actual great driving road, because you can't even take it on track, because it's too loud it's for too all these loud, tracks. Yeah. Everyone's proven, like, yeah. Shmi's getting kicked off tracks everywhere. Nurburg, even. Nurburgring, even. noise so, limit for Nurburg. It's too loud. Yeah. But if you could have it as part of a collection, and it was, and you had, you could, if you lived at an Andamat at the Cheddar and you could come out of your hotel yeah. onto Epic Roads, what a car. Yeah, fair enough. The rest of the time, a bit of a disaster. But I love it for that. Yeah, okay. Because I don't think we're going to see too many more of these supercars like this. Even, mate, even the Pista is a little bit, it's a little bit, little bit bland in areas. They, it is more comfortable. It is easier to live with than a Speciale. It is easier to drive more at slow round. speeds. Like yeah, everything yeah. is better and easier. Yeah, yeah. Whilst the STO is worse, yeah, <laughs> harder yeah. and worse. Yeah. And I just don't think many manufacturers are going to take that formula forward. But that might be the problem why they're not selling because it's, it's really, really good at one thing. But so is a 765, so is a Pista, so is an AMG Black Series. Well, it's good at so 10 is a GT2s. And they're all good at four or five or ten things, like you said. Like, um, it, it's one real... There's one big problem that I have with Ferraris in general. And it really come to the fore when I got out of my car and into the GT3. And that's the entertainment. and the, mm, the, the Of da- course. Oh, my God, mate. I mean, my car is... mate it's terrible like the apple carplay little tiny screen which is a two and a half grand option in the porsche (laughs) it's basically free of course and you in the porsche you've got a lovely big 10 or 12 inch screen and everything's like where it should be the ferrari's like what's this button for what's this button for doesn't make any sense nothing makes any cruise control says pit and it's a little tiny you know cruise control on a piece no 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 No. but it's like it's just mate it's terrible it's a disaster but obviously i look through that because it's about the car and obviously the sto will have similar traits where if you look beyond all its problems then and you just want it for that reason then you know you're right, and, and you said to me the other day on a message, like, it would be good for a trip. The big problem I'd have with it is, yeah, it's good for that one thing to do a trip, which is fine by me, but what about when I want to sell it? Yeah. Who, and I, Who buys it, mate? That's the problem for me. Like, I always try and buy cars that I know I can get out. It's why I like GT cars, why I like Ferraris, because 
that's why I like Porsches in general as well. Because when I want to come out of them, I know there's an audience for them. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like with Lambos and McLarens and stuff, yeah, these cars might be incredible when you're in them. When you want to come out of them, the only way you can come out of them is a big poo. Well, yeah, you're going to lose a ton of money. Correct. And you might have to sit around waiting for a while for some idiot to come and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you're summing up, well, you're, you're matching how I summed up the video, which was as epic as this thing is, the point has been proven in the fact that actually I think we've all become used to and now desire supercars that can do many things. Yeah. That that's why all these manufacturers have gone in that direction because now these kind of super extreme blunt instruments aren't as appealing as they used to be. They appeal to me because I like wacky, crazy, stupid yeah. things. And I'm fortunate enough that I drive lots of stuff. But if you're going to have one supercar or even two, you want them to be capable of doing lots of different stuff. And and it's it's too focused. It's too uh, restricted in, in how you can use it, that car, which is a shame because it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but it's brilliant at one thing, mate. It's brilliant at one thing. Yeah. It's brilliant. But I guess the purpose it's being built for. Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant at being a full-blooded supercar for people who want to drive fast. Mm. That that and so I would love for you to have a go and see what you think. But yeah, it, it was a great experience. Yeah, and I would love to have one a, a go in another one in the Swiss Alps because I also said there's no road in the UK that you can even get close to the to the capabilities of that car. Well, instantly, as you said that, I'd like to go in the Swiss Alps. I would love to take one up and down Red Rock. Can you imagine? Oh my God. With all the, all the noise. By the way, should we just clarify this? Because this is one of Tony's favourite roads, but some of you might not actually be familiar when we say Red Rock. It's actually not even an official name. It's a nickname that Shmi and his team developed. Maybe other people did, but Shmi sort of coined and then JWW, uh, JWW did a whole video dedicated to Red Rock Canyon. Uh, nicknamed that because, well, the rocks are red. Um, but it's an amazing road where you go through, I think, 17 tunnels or more. Something like that. Something yeah. ridiculous. Little yeah. tiny tunnels. And we filmed it on our road trip last did, year yeah. in October and stuff like that. Um, um, uh, and so it's a good well it's Tony's favourite road it's one of one it's of your sorry of. one of your favourite roads yeah, yeah. And, and so just in case because if you're ever looking it up it doesn't always come up as Red Rock Road or Red Rock Canyon uh, I can't actually remember the, the actual name of it um, but if you type it on YouTube you'll find it is it the D-O of, uh, the D 
the D2022. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but if you search on YouTube, you'll find it. But just wanted to clarify that because we talk about it quite a bit on this podcast, but today we've mentioned it a lot. And because one, one, one way is more straight and the other way is more twisty. The road's not the same both ways. Because the tunnels are super narrow and single, yeah. single track so through the tunnels. So it takes you so. off left and right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just you know, love come it. belting out the tunnels. <laughs> and then, But uh, you know, I literally, as you were saying, STR, I thought, yeah. oh my God, that would be amazing down that road. For me, I would prefer something opener and wider, per- personally. Because <laughs> that road scares me a bit. But anyway. So yeah, that car was incredible. Huge thanks to Lambert for giving me the, the opportunity because uh, yeah, I was, int- I was intrigued. I was intrigued and I really enjoyed the experience. Um, but the one that really impressed me more, mate. Don't be so sh- no, no, no. Just go with me here. Don't just. I'm so glad you weren't around when I got hold of this car. And I saw so a few. I. I saw a few other people mention this because if you weren't so um, bloody Blink. minded, you would have seen that there's been quite a lot of positivity around the Vantage F1 edition. Right. So to clarify, this is the V8 car, not the V12. It is not a GT3 or a Pista variant of the Vantage, but it's probably as close as we're ever going to get. It's not lightweight, it's not stripped out, but it is more focused. Most of the work done around the suspension, it's only a little tweak on the horsepower, a little bit more, well, the torque's a little bit more available. Supposed downforce, but you're never going to feel that on the road, so who cares? So it's all about suspension work. Brakes and steering? Uh, Yeah, brakes, you you can get optional ceramics. Um, Optional? Yeah, optional ceramics. Really? I'm like a GT3, car. mate. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah, that. So, it's not Ferrari. It's calm, Ferrari. calm yourself down, It's mate. only Ferrari and yeah, Ferrari yeah. that's standard, yeah. C- calm yourself down. Even Lambo's an option. Um, so yeah, optional ceramics. Uh, uh, and anyway, so long story short, inside and out apart from the wing, it just looks like a very nice Vantage. Um, but to drive and to drive fast, I adored this thing, mate. So I think I did some filming with it. Pri- I had it over the Grand Prix weekend. To drive up and down to Silverstone, not much to talk about. Infotainment system's old now, really old, horribly old. No car play, Mercedes tech from 10 years ago. The entire layout is also starting to feel a little bit dated. When did that Vantage launch? 2016, 2017? 2017. Yeah, 17, yeah. So I think, you know, it's a little bit over familiar now. It feels like it could do with maybe a bit of a refresh, but... So yeah, the drive up and down, I was like, yeah, sure, like whatever, fine. But, you know, looks nice, gets a lot gets a lot of uh, appreciation, that car on the road. More than, I I would, I said this before, that we had a couple of Vantages in stock, that shape. And you get more people look at them and comment on it as you're driving around or in a petrol station than I have on most other cars that I've yeah. driven. But the moment I went, oh, good Lord, I would... I would own one of these. Oh no. Was on the Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) On the Sunday after the race, we, everyone, I had a nightmare leaving Silverstone. Four and a half hours, mate. As always. Four and a half hours it took me to leave Silverstone. Yeah. And eventually I got out and I got away from the traffic and I had a run from Silverstone on the back roads, avoided the motorways, on the back roads, back down towards the M25. And, Boy, oh, I drove like we're on the Mila Mila still. Uh, I, threw, I threw all the road so rules out the window. You drove if back. anyone saw a white Vantage F1 edition acting like a hooligan, it was me and <laughs> I was proud of how I drove. And the thing was mega, dude. Right. Because take the Vantage, which I know you won't agree, but take, take a C63 if you're going to be cruel about it. <laughs> and just sharpen it all up. So where that car, I think in standard form is a little bit lazy. It can be a bit floaty, especially into the corners. 
and I actually feel a little bit heavy. Well, Suddenly, it it's just like, yeah, but heavy cars can sometimes not feel as heavy as they are. But For five minutes. Sure. Anyway, so feel like you just go and tighten it all up and firm it all up. So suddenly you've got much more confidence in the steering feel, in the role of the car to push on through the corners. Much, I mean, the ceramics were great. Nowhere near as impressive as the STO. Oh my God. But, but a great addition. As good as a Porsche? No, no, but good ceramics. Good for that car. Mm -hmm. um, the, the question is, is it a track car? No, it's still not a track car. Why is it a pace car then? Well, you can ask Aston Martin that, but it's obviously marketing. Well, that's what they've, that's what they've done marketing, it for. It's marketing, mate. It's yeah. marketing, yeah. Uh, it's another lie. No, it's marketing. Right. Which it's is a, a lie. It's a marketing. Have you seen some of the cars that Merck used as pace cars back in the day? Yeah, but they're, they're better than that thing. They had an SLK one point, mate. That's a disaster. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just a much toy. It's, it's for sure the best, for me, the best new era Aston I've driven. I prefer that to DBS or the DB11s. Still haven't driven V12 Vantage. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was the most impressive in terms of handling and enjoyability and as an actual driver's car. Because the rest of the time, it lets itself down with a, say, you older tech. ever a Porsche? So what do you compare it to, a GTS? Yes, not a GT3, but I would compare it to a GTS and yes, I would have one over a GTS. Problem is the price. It's like all Aston's way overpriced. But if it was 115 grand going up against a GTS, yeah, I would have one. Personally, I would have one. If it was the same money as if a If it was GTS. the same money as a, as, a, as a 992 GTS Coupe. Um, but the problem is, is, is the entertainment. How much is it? Oh, it's like 175 grand. Oh, yeah, new, like stupid money. Go away. Um, that's more than the GT3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid money. But that's Aston always make that mistake. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. But no, I really, 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 really enjoyed driving that car fast. And actually, for if we were to go on a trip again and I forced you to take the STO, I would happily take the F1 edition. On a proper long trip, I would happily take that car. Well, that's because you, because for the one reason you just want me to suffer for most of the time. No. Why, why <laughs> no, then no, until we get on take, a nice you road? Because earlier you said you might take one on a trip. You can take whatever car you want. What I'm saying is I would be very happy doing a trip in an F1 edition if it had CarPlay. Which you can option. There's just that one I had didn't have it. What about GT4 RS? You compare it or you haven't driven it? Oh, you I have driven, driven it. You, you no, no, no. Passenger, passenger ride. Not driven it yet. Right. It's a bit too much hype around that car for my liking. I saw one. What well on? <laughs> and um, yeah, the Cheddar, didn't you? I saw one at the Cheddar. Yeah, yeah. There's one there. First time you'd seen one? Uh, in the flesh. Is it first one. I, first one I can remember seeing in the flesh for sure. Okay. Um, I didn't really like. I wasn't that bothered. It was just like, oh, cool. This is GT3 RS, and, and I had a little walk up to it. But um, yeah, I didn't spend too much time around it. I it's mean, not got the same presence as a three or a two RS, it's not a gt3 it? no no it's no, not got that same no. as cool as it is and everyone's like, oh, the best car in the world. you see them and you're like oh yeah yeah cool like yeah i would 100 percent if they're the same money which you'd like to think probably on the on the on the market when you see them gt4 rs's i bet they are going to be similar money to a gt3 i'd definitely have the gt3 over an rs mm. over the four rs yeah. for sure yeah but I mean, but everyone's going nuts about it, saying it's the best Porsche who drives car in the world. I mean, I'm sure it is. Mid engine. But yeah, I'm but just, I don't really think you can beat a GT3. I mean, I get just by cars so that planted. get too much hype. Yeah. Just, it's the instant buzzkill for me. It's yeah. a car that everyone's so good. Yeah, it's like one well, bore off. Anyway, now we've caught up on cars that we've been driving the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I wanted to update everyone else on my garage uh, because lots has changed, mate. We haven't told people, you know, because you're here every week. But, well, firstly, RS6 
is gone. Oh, yeah, it's gone, yeah. I mean, it's been gone a while. Oh, thank God you've let <laughs> that out because I've told everyone. I <laughs> know <laughs> I haven't. I've been telling it? everyone off the scenes as well. <laughs> sorry, you? yeah, off record. No, I haven't told anyone. Uh, yeah, R6 went a while ago. A couple of you maybe noticed it uh, pop up on social media here and there. And we did address it. I said, you know, with the GT3 allocation and with some things changing, I said the R6 is going to have to go. You were primed. But we can, addre- we can address it slightly because it wasn't just purely a change in cars or availability of cars that changed my mind. I, I, I didn't bond with that car at, at any real point. I think it was a fantastic, it's a fantastic car if you don't have any other sports cars. Well, it's not just that, mate. It's a fantastic car if you're not going to do 25,000 miles a year in it as well. Another point, because financially, that's a big commitment. Well, for anyone. <laughs> you're going to lose a lot of cash. For anyone, because like when you when you think, yeah, these people go out and buy SVRs and they daily them and they buy these RS6s and they daily them and M5s, but these are normally businessmen that work in an office and they drive from home to their office 10 miles and back. So they're not really that bothered about the fuel because yeah it's going to cost them another 10 or 20 quid a day than it would in a normal car but like who cares probably a tenner a day whatever who cares um but if you're using a car like we use a car and and do lots of miles oh here he is i didn't do that i just yeah, rested you my hand on the, you're back into this place you're, you're back into your old habit kicking of hitting the table <laughs> kicking the table so you've had a couple of weeks of holiday you've forgotten how to do these podcasts it's all gone all wrong uh, in case you're listening uh, tony knocked over the sign which sits at the top of the table there you go thank you yeah so if you're like us and you do lots and lots of miles why why would you spend 300 quid a week and losing a load of money on depreciation driving that sort of car when you can have something a load less and and more fuel efficient. I mean, you're only going to work or you're, you're only doing miles, you know? It's not just that, dude. Like, for me, I didn't need all that kind of car as my daily. Because I say, I, I, I'm... Sp- what a bit- no, 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 because you did need it when you oh, bought it. Yes. But if I've got the access to other fancy, fast, loud things, it was too much on a day-to-day basis. Yes, it was unbelievably cool walking up to it and getting out of it. And the very odd occasions that I could turn it into some kind of sport mode and have a bit of fun. Sure, but it was still heavy and huge. Yeah, yeah. But most of the time, I was just a bit like, oh, shut up. <laughs> you know Because I mean? it has this awful drone. And it was almost like it was so synthetic that even if you accelerated, it was like... It never seemed to actually match up to what I was doing. And the steering feel was a bit loose. But it was just a, it was just a lot going on when actually... Because it was my daily, I just wanted to get in it and, and cruise around yeah. and schlep around. And you're right, when I got it, it was because I wanted something that I could run as my daily, but could also film and use and feel excited about and get a kick out of. And then, yes, my situation changed, GT3 allocation and something else which we're about to reveal. Um, you know, and I suddenly went, okay, fine. Well, actually, I don't, my daily could go back to being something boring. Um, but long story short, if that hadn't have happened, would I have kept that car? that much longer probably not i don't think i was ever going to bond with it in the way that maybe i hoped i would or or thought i might so it was always going to go at some point because it is a cool car the rs6 it's a really cool car and if you want it for that reason to go work and back and then at weekends as a weekend car but you don't do loads of miles during the week but you want it as a family car you've got a dog it is perfect mate it really is a, a real proper bit of kit and inherently, they do hold their value. They are good. They got all. They always look nice outside. I think they look amazing as well. Um, 
But yeah, if you you know if you're gonna do loads and loads of miles in it and want to drive it properly, then you know you do start because don't it's two ton, mate. Yeah, it's yeah, two it's, ton car. So it, unfortunately, just didn't work out. And some people might say, "Well, why did you buy it in the first place?" Because <laughs> you wanted it. Because I wanted it. Yeah. You know, it was an experiment. It didn't work out for me, but and you, got you know, a few quid. It, I, I got a few quid. Yeah. So I was like, screw it, I'm going to buy an expensive car. Uh, I lost a few quid too. Anyway, yeah. um, so that's gone. And I can reveal very unexcitedly, um, I'm back in the next three. That's better. I'm back in the next three. So yeah, the 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 daily is now truly back to being a daily. Uh, got the new shape updated X3. M40D. There you go. I went for the diesel. Yeah. Um, just because I thought, again, you know, maybe diesel's not going to be a thing in a few years. But Why didn't you buy an electric car, mate? Well, I really toyed with buying an electric car. I wonder why you didn't. Well, because I just couldn't fathom living with one. There you go. Thank I you. just, you know, the way that I use dailies is to truly daily them and just bump up and down to yeah. filming locations and move stuff around, blah, blah. And the expense of the electric cars blew my mind. I couldn't find anything that was even comparable to the X3 of financing how I financed it. Everything was three, 400 quid more per month. I I didn't want to hassle Vicky with the thought of recharging because she uses the daily as much as I do. Of course. Uh, she couldn't wrap her head around charging and things like that. So we've spoken about it so many times in this podcast. It wasn't going to happen. I really wanted to try and I looked at hybrids as well. But actually, when I push came to shove, I thought the diesel is still porky. It's still got a lot of poke to it. Okay, it's going to cost me a bit more to fill up. It's going to get me... Well, I'm actually getting about 200 miles more per tank than I was getting in the M40i. Was you? I'm averaging, Are you? I'm averaging... I'm hovering around 40 mpg, when the M40i was hovering around 23, 24 mpg. Was it? Yeah, so so I'm doing much better, even though it's costing me like a tiny bit more. 10p a litre more? Uh, yeah, yeah, It's but it's, you know, it's but not... You get 20% back because you're VAT registered. So. But it's, pro- it's probably costing me, what, 10, 15 quid more each fill up? Yeah. So it's not, it's really and not considerable. how many miles are you doing more? Uh, 200 miles more. So, you know, so it's, it's fine, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, totally in works. front. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, no, super happy, beautiful car, uh, tan leather interior, which I adore. Um, nice car, actually. I made a little bit of a mistake. You made a huge mistake. So, I wrapped it. I've uh, got to give a big shout out to the Wrap Sanctuary down in Poole near Bournemouth. Um, did an amazing job wrapping the car. I thought, you know what, I'll do? I'll, I'll go green again. That'll be a vibe, won't it? Yeah. Because tan interior, green, I want to... There was actually a green and tan X3 M40i that came Match through... Match GT3. Oh! Came through Dick <laughs> Lo- <laughs> He's totally lying, mate. He doesn't even know my spec. Um, came through Dick Lovett in Hungerford, I think. And I was like, I want to match that. Blah, blah, blah. Got it all lined up. Rap, rap, blah, rap Sanctuary were amazing. Helped me pick colours. We'd lined it all up. And then literally about two weeks before I had to drop the car off, I saw a picture in the material that I'd chosen. I went... Oh, oh no! I don't think I really like that. So I was flicking through to see what other greens were there. And I went, lads, let's go with this other green. And they were like, oh, are you sure? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll go, we'll bring a roll up with us when we come. I was like, no, I'll be fine. I want the other one. Anyway, they came to collect the car, had a roll with it. They showed me the roll. I was like, oh, yeah, it looks perfect. That's great. It's like a British racing green. That's nice. They wrapped the car, <laughs> sent me a picture. And I went, oh, she's kebab. Wrong one. <laughs> Kermit green is what I'd call it. It's actually really not dissimilar to the RS6 colour. But for me, it's way too green. As in, I, I don't like it. I'm not happy with it. But I paid money for it. <laughs> they did a fantastic job. It took a week and I don't really know what to do now. <laughs> Can't you put some wrap over it? Well, I, either I just de-wrap it and go back to the super nice. It's that dark black, which is actually blue. It's like a dark, dark Car- blue that looks Car- black. Carbon black. Thank you. So it's actually, I probably should never have wrapped it in the first place, but I'm an idiot. Yeah. 
I don't see any point in re-wrapping it again in the green that I should have first chosen. So I either got to de-wrap it or I just got to suck it up and stick with the green. I'll put a photo online. I'll put a photo on screen now. So if you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you think. Is it too? I think it's too green. It uh, 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 stresses me when out. When he puts the photo up, I'd shut your eyes if yeah. I was you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's supposed to be like my subtle daily that no one will like. I can just cruise around and do my own thing. And it's now ever I go, everyone looks at it. Yeah. So And you. Thank you, Ram, Rap Sanctuary. You did an amazing job. I just... Royally messed up and picked the wrong. Why well, didn't you listen to him, mate? Well, to be fair, they were just doing what the customer asked. They didn't particularly sway me in either way. They're like, "Yeah, sure, that's a great color." They love it. They think it's amazing. Yeah, but it is. It's a. It's a. It's very much a wrapped car. Yeah, there's nothing OEM about it. Yeah, so that okay. no wonder they like it because they do insane stuff. Like yeah. some of the wraps they've done are like right out there. And so as a wrapping company, you'd be like, yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I want it really subtle. Yeah, okay. So anyway, but that is the daily. It's not really going to be on YouTube, that car. I don't think I'm ever going to put it on YouTube. I probably will at some point, but it's not a YouTube car. It's just the daily in the background. That's because of course, 360, going strong, headed down to AV Engineering in a couple of weeks. For, oh, it's not been done there yet? No, it's post-melee checkup. Oh, so. I wonder why you've been quiet about that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he hasn't really said anything about that car. So it's either, it's either written off or it ain't been there yet. No, so. mate, you were in it at the end of that event. I know I was There's in it. I remember. It. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, let's see. Let's see. So yeah, a couple of weeks is going down there. So there'll be a big update video coming in August about halfway through my road trip, my road to 50K, how that car's getting on. But as you all know, going nowhere. So 360 stays. GT3, <sighs> spec locked in. Well, you've done it. Last Wednesday. I know what you've done as well. Mm, it's not green and tan. Tony was joking. <laughs> actually, just so you know, you actually cannot pick any interior colours these days. In the UK, you can only have black. Touring or wing car, you can only have black. Um, Change the inserts though, can't you? Nope. No, no, no. Uh, like, after. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about that. No, no, no. Because there's, there's a criteria. But but in general, people can... There might be a criteria, but it, you people if can... You, yes. If they desire... Sure. It's only an upholstery change, mate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Why are you Porsche, laughing? Porsche also offer it. <laughs> Kickling about something else <laughs> in my head. Porsche exclusive also do offer inserts. Oh. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, spec locked in. Um, super happy, I think. I had a wobble. <laughs> super happy you've had a wobble I had a wobble right up until the last minute we locked it so the spec locked on Wednesday on Monday I made my final decision up until that we were going back and forth on a few different things Monday last week last week so a week ago a week ago right it is now a waiting game people uh, hopefully build yeah we'll build it in October we just don't know when as can't as change it more. no can't change the thing locked finalised locked nothing can be changed I've had to accept the decisions that I've made. There's one thing which I regret not doing, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't really care. It's like a very small cosmetic thing that I, you know, that's the only thing that I was like, mm, I should have probably done that. But anyway, lots of money, all the money. Good. Do you want to take a stab at my final price for a GT3? Well, it, it, it will be between 150 and 160 for sure. Pick a number. I'm going to go in the middle. I'm going to go 154. 
157. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> They've got a little carried away times. I know what they do. They sit you in front of that screen and they go, well, no, just change this bit. Just do this I bit I was like actually this. very reserved. Russell at Guildford was very nice. He actually talked me out of a few things. Well, so. I hope he did. <laughs> <laughs> what you were showing Bless me, I'd have talked you out of all of it. One of the colours that I was suggesting, he was like, ah. Oh. Haven't seen that before. I think I preferred the other one, but you know that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he was sending me Instagram pictures of other colours. I was like, Russell, is it is it that obvious? <laughs> it's very obvious. You don't like what I've sent you. Uh, anyway, top lad. Because one day they might have to sell it. You see, and I think that's it, exactly oh, what he's never thinking. Never going to be able to sell it like that. Yeah, that's exactly what he's thinking. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, super exciting. GT3 spec locked. Uh, update video coming in a couple of weeks, and hopefully November delivery. You're actually going to take it in November. That's supposedly when it's arriving. Right. So that leaves us with the third and final car that I kind of have been teasing for. You've got another one. Well, yes, this is, this is what we've been building towards. Oh. So why the RS, part of why the RS6 went. Right. It's a car we've been teasing for a long time. It's one that I said, well, you're all going to kind of know what it is if you've watched my main channel or listened to this podcast forever. And I'm picking it up tomorrow. Oh. And revealing it on Sunday. What? Oh, I bring it. No, I won't bring it to the live show because I got something else coming to the live show. No, wait. No, wait. Hold on. Just <laughs> all I'm going to say, and this is we're going to wrap it up because it's oh. obvious, and I don't want to reveal anything more because it's all coming on Sunday. But yes, finally, finally, I have a new Jaguar F Type. Oh. I know you're disappointed, but I don't care. I'm not disappointed. It's taken me six years. When did I sell my F-Type R? And I know I had the beautiful loner green and tan, but yes, it's happened. <laughs> anyway, so that's all we're going to start. That's, that it? that's it for now. You can get excited. I hope maybe I'll bore off another F-Type, but <laughs> I don't care because you all know. And, and I'll explain my reasoning and thinking maybe in future episodes of this podcast, but also on the video going live on Sunday, my reveal of yes, which I didn't know was coming this year. The one that I ordered last October. Well, ordered nearly a year ago. Nearly a year ago. Well, that's not uncommon, mate. It's not uncommon. But I thought, I mean, Nowadays. that's quick, I think. I thought it was, I was not sure it was coming. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like over a year, but go on, Jack. Uh, so yes, stay tuned on the main channel for that. Um, as I say, I'm sure millions of you, not we have millions of <laughs> listeners, but lots of you expected it and oh, have everyone predicted it. Everyone, yeah, everyone knows me. And when yeah. I said that, I've got a couple of cars coming. Everyone kind of figured it out, but oh, still exciting. You got any new cars? What's going to replace the Pista? No idea. No idea. Like cool. literally, I have absolutely no idea. I'm oh, going, sounds fun. I'm going away next month. So I'll use the Pista for that. Then it's, it's going. Then it's, done. Uh, it's done. Finished. Oh, and then so it I feels like we could press you into something absolutely here. Absolutely no idea. I won't buy anything till next spring, summertime. Mm. I won't have a car. 765LT sounds like an interesting... No, I don't want them. Oh, well, yeah. I would I would 100% have one if it wasn't a McLaren because I bet that car is amazing. The only problem I have with McLarens in general, which does put me off apart from the actual brand, is I don't like the brakes on McLarens, oh, mate. Okay. There's too much travel on them, yeah. mate. That's why I, I like the brakes. Firm. Like, oh, you've got to yeah. drive that STO, mate. Yeah. I mean, literally 10% of pressure. You're like... I tell you Stop what else is on my list as well, and I know we've spoke in, we spoke about it a few times. SF ninety. Oh bloody hell, he is big yeah. bollocks. Uh, Why are you back into one of those now? Because 
I don't know, mate. I'm sort of running out of cars that I haven't had. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice position to be in. Well, we're going to be picking that up, I'm sure, over future episodes and bullying Tony into buying something. Actually, maybe we'll use that at the live show. Maybe we'll get some people to shout out suggestions of what you could get. I can't wait to see what people would suggest. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad yeah. idea, right? So, I anyway. won't listen to any of yeah. you. But- <laughs> of course you won't. Uh, subscribe now if you don't want to miss all these future episodes of us bullying Tony into buying something. Uh, more details about, yes, uh, well, GT3 and F-Type, which is getting revealed this weekend. Uh, turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes if you're watching here on YouTube. Uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. And we'll be back with you with the live episode from Gravelwood Car Sales next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.